Good Sunday morning, Jacksonville. My name is Josh McCarthy here with News 104.5 WOKV, and I want to welcome you to another weekend of the Ask the Experts weekend. And this expert show is dedicated to the workforce of today and tomorrow. Pete, the job guy Langlois, introduces his listeners to Jacksonville's most innovative companies, and he explores the career journeys behind some of Jacksonville's top influential individuals. And this is all done, all of it, with an honest and entertaining filter that is unique to Pete Langlois, the hard worker himself. Take it away, Pete. Workers and welcome to this Sunday morning. Guys, thank you for sharing your morning with me. And guess what? The ratings are in. You are listening right now to the top-rated show on Sunday morning. Woo-hoo! You know what's good is this show, as Josh just said at the beginning this week, as he says every week, is this show is dedicated to the workforce of today and tomorrow. And when you think about the workforce, that impacts everybody, directly or indirectly. Because you know what? I don't know any trust fund babies that are just sitting around on a big pile of $100 bills, just peeling them off and throwing them around and saying, I have too much money, just have too much, right? Everybody works. We have bills to pay, financial obligations. We have careers to forge. And even for you retired folks that that might be sitting on that big pile of money, your family members work, right? So all the things I'm going to tell you today, the advice that I'm going to give you is to help you to be better and more effective in your career. But each week, I always give back. Giving back is important to me. And I have, as guests on my show, some of Jacksonville's most influential people. And today is no different. And I want to tell you, you know what? Thinking of giving back, let's stay on that track. Right now, giving back is so important. There's, there's this old saying, proverb, it's, it's tied to a lot of different people. Some people say this is an old Jewish proverb. Some people say Helen Keller said it. But it goes like this. I cried for I had no shoes until I met a man who had no feet. There's different iterations of it, but that's the basic. Someone felt sorry for themselves for they had no shoes, and then they met someone with no feet. And just think about that, okay, because in life, we all have so much to be thankful for, right? If you just every once in a while stop and take a tally of the things that you are thankful for in life, I have a good family. I have my health. My head hits the pillow every night in, a, in an air-conditioned room, right? I have a good job. I have friends and family. Whatever it is, take a tally. Because if you don't take that tally and think of the things that you're appreciating, that you really appreciate in life, you know, you'll start to think of the negative more than the positive. And that's just, you know, psychologists tell us that seven out of the ten thoughts that go through an average person's mind are negative. Oh, wow, you know, I can't do this, or I'll never be able to do this. It's just the way we're wired, guys. It's nothing bad about you or me. It's the way we're wired. But you have to stop and take that assessment because you will feel sorry for yourself because you got no shoes or you have bad shoes. You know, George Carlin had a saying. He said, I cried because I had no shoes until I met a man with no feet. Then I took his shoes and put them on my feet, and I felt way better. (laughs) That's George Carlin. He's a comedian. He took it a little uh, step too far. But, guys, listen to this, okay? Giving back takes many forms. You can donate money if you have money to a great cause, like JDRF, and we'll be talking about that in a little bit, guys. You can volunteer your time. There's a lot of different ways to give back. You know, giving back sometimes is just sharing some information that might help somebody. 
And I'll tell you a story. Years back when I was in the Navy, 19 years old, and I'm, you know, kind of doing my thing every day, but I worked hard. I worked harder than the next person, perhaps, and, you know, didn't get in any trouble, and I was working hard. And this one guy, Senior Chief Chapman, came up to me one day and says, hey, come, out, come here for a second. What are you going to do? And I said, what do you mean? He says, what are you going to do in life? I said, well, you know, I'm in the Navy right now with you. He said, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, you know, maybe I want to get into an officer program or do something more. He goes, here's exactly what you need to do. And, and he told me, he said, you're going to need to go to Southern Illinois University on the weekends. you got to go night school. You, here, and he mapped it out for me. And I, I said, can I talk to you later? And he said, sure. And I wrote it all down, everything he said. Well, I did exactly what he said. And it set my life on a different course than it would have been on had I not met him. That few minutes of time that he took to just give me some information that helped me. He gave back. And I don't even think, I think this was so selfless of him. He just saw a little spark in me and figured he'd share some information. And I want everybody listening today to this top-rated show, thank you for listening, to think about how you might be able to impact somebody else. Maybe you could help mentor somebody. But sometimes it's not even some big, organized, planned-out thing. Sometimes it's just what information do you have that might even seem insignificant that could help somebody, help them to feel better, help them to do better, to be more effective, productive. Just put a smile on their face. What do you have to share with the person who has no feet? All right, that's a good story. I'm glad I shared that with you, but let's get right into it. As I told you, each week I have some of Jacksonville's most influential people, and today is no different. Today I have Brooks Biagini from JDRF. Brooks, welcome to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. Thank you. Good morning. And you're good morning to you and the world-famous Casey Repass. Hey, Pete. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing just fine. First, let's start with Brooks. Tell us, what is JDRF? So JDRF is an organization dedicated to improving lives and curing type 1 diabetes. Um, it's, it was founded in 1970 by a small group of parents wanting to find a cure for their children who have type 1 diabetes. And since its formation 49 years ago, it's now become the largest private funder of diabetes research worldwide. Wow, wow. And wh uh, what do you do for JDRF? So I have the pleasure of serving as executive director for JDRF. And here in North Florida, we are um, a fundraising organization that raises money to contribute to our, our overall goal of finding a cure for type 1 diabetes. But we also provide outreach and services to families impacted with type 1 diabetes, children and adults. Good, good. And you know, when I think of type 1 diabetes, like a lot of people just don't really know what it is. And I think, you know, before we get too far along, can, can either, either of you explain what is type 1 diabetes? So type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease where your pancreas doesn't produce insulin. And so in order to live, you have to give yourself insulin injections, count carbohydrates, test your blood sugar by pricking your finger six to 10 times a day. Um, and it's very much different from type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is a metabolic condition. It's also metabolic disease where your body is not able to produce insulin. It's, it's having trouble. Maybe it's diet and exercise. Maybe it's hereditary. Maybe there's something going on, but maybe you can take a pill. Um, maybe you can get rid of it with nutrition and lifestyle. Um, but with type one diabetes, it's autoimmune similar to like rheumatoid arthritis and, and other conditions. Right, right. And, and anybody can get 
type 1 diabetes, right? It's not like you're prone or one person's more prone than the next. That's right. Currently, um, we don't know exactly what causes it, if it's environmental, if it's genetic, if it's um, environmental triggers. You know, we don't know. Sometimes you have family members that have it. Sometimes you don't. Many times people diagnosed um, used to be thought of as a um, juvenile diabetes, which is the same thing as type 1 diabetes. But um, children very often can get it, um, but also adults, 40 years old, 50 years old, it's not uncommon anymore for you to be diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And like I said, it's autoimmune, meaning you don't know what triggers it, and it, it can be dormant in your body, and something can trigger it to, to onset. Right, right. And Casey, how did you get involved with JDRF? Well, my daughter, uh, Robinson, is currently 14 years old. She was diagnosed at the age of four, and from day one, JDRF has been in our lives, and they are like family to us right now. Uh, they reached out to us in the hospital and gave us a bag of hope that had a little teddy bear in it to teach us how to do all the injections every day um, and also all these educational resources that were in the bag to help us take care of our daughter. Um, they hooked us up with a mentor that gave back to us and um, taught us that we're not alone, basically. And when you're in the fog of diagnosis and, um, you know, you have a breakdown because you just, it's a minute-by-minute disease, um, this mentor is the person to call. Um, so JDRF over the years has uh, just given us a sense of control over this disease because it, it is completely out of control. There are so many variables that affect it from um, exercise to hormones to food that you eat to everything. Um, and it, it has taught us that um, we, we can uh, be a part of the hope, a part of the cure. Um, we can not only fundraise for research, we can be a part of research, and we also can give back to other families and help them. And by doing that, I loved your beginning speech, um, giving back to others. It helps us feel better about our situation, and it puts a smile on our face, and it um, creates um, blessings for us, really, that you don't realize that you have when you're diagnosed with this disease. But when you, when you can share the information with others and help others get through it, um, it puts a smile on our faces and makes us feel better about our situation. Isn't that the truth, though? You know, we, 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 I didn't even say that at the beginning, but giving back it's a personal thing, and it is a feel-good moment, especially when you see the positive impact. You know what I'd like you to do, Casey? And this is this is a part of radio where people can't see us and everything, but we can paint a picture with our words. As a, as the mother of a, of Robinson, who is uh, who has T1D, how did you find out? And what was that like? And, you know, what were the symptoms that you noticed? And kind of walk a, walk the listeners through that so maybe, you know, they might be educated and they sure, might see something sure. earlier. Well, and this is really important because, you know, like I said, she was four years old. And if you know anybody with kids that are toddler age, they're running crazy. They're just living minute by minute their life. And so it's it can creep up on you very quickly. Um, our child started losing weight. We didn't realize that she was actually going down in size instead of up in, in size and she was lethargic. Um, we just thought, eh, she's tired. We're running around crazy. Um, so she was really tired and chugging bottles of water because when your body doesn't have insulin that it produces to take the sugars out of your bloodstream and bring it to your cells for energy, its natural reaction is to drink water to try to flush your system out through your kidneys. So she, we, were, we would joke and be like, wow, she's going to be a beer chugger when she grows up at the age of four because she would chug a whole bottle of water. And, but then she was constantly going to the bathroom. She was already potty trained, you know, at the age of two, two and a half, but she was four years old and wetting the bed in the middle of the night. Um, and my mom was actually the one that said, hey, I think she has type 1 diabetes. I've read about this. You better go get her checked. 
I was like, nah. So I took her to the, the doctor on the way to the beach. We were all packed ready to go to the beach. And they took a urine sample because the meter came back so high. Like it wasn't, it was off the charts. Wow. Um, and they said, you need to head to Wolfson ER immediately. And by the time we got there, um, her sugars were 860. She was almost ready to go into like a coma. It's a diabetic coma. Um, but we were there for four days and they retrain you on how to take care of your child. That very night, I gave her her first injection. And from then on, they send you off knowing that you're going to have to give her seven to 10 injections a day and poke her finger 10 to 12 times a day. And this was way back, you know, 10 years ago. And just within the 10 years, the money that has been raised by mostly by JDRF, a lot by Congress um, funding the special diabetes program with the NIH. Um, we've raised over $2 billion, is that right, Brooks, since 1970? Mm -hmm. wow. All of that money has changed our lives dramatically in the last 10 years between having those 7 to 10 injections now. Robinson, um, once every three days, inserts an insulin pump to infuse the insulin into her body, and she now also wears a Dexcom sensor that she changes every 10 days instead of poking her fingers all the time. You can read on your, tel on your phone, your cell phone, what her blood sugar is. So, so JDRF is helping to fund the research that's making yes her life and all those impacted with T1D yes, until better. we find a cure it's right. help JDRF is helping us manage the disease day to day helping us sleep at night knowing that our child's going to wake up the next morning wow and Brooks you must see this story a, a lot right you hear this kind of story where parents are freaked out you know your life changes mm -hmm. that moment and they reach out to JDRF and how does it work from there yeah so when you're diagnosed with type 1 diabetes life as you know it is is gone forever it's um because there isn't a cure right now but like casey was sharing that even in the past 10 to 13 years there has been so many dramatic improvements of how we're able to manage the disease and that's only made possible because of individuals that you were just speaking of of people giving their time and their talent and their treasure to have an uh, impact and so today when somebody is diagnosed with this disease they're, they're able to go on something called like the continuous glucose monitor. The D a Dexcom is one of the brands um, that tests your blood sugar for you every minute and sends it to a, a meter to your phone where it's shareable and you can read it. But that wasn't always the case. So I think it's very important to pause and go, wow, we're not there yet to where we have a cure. But this is where we were 10 years ago. And it was checking your blood sugar six to 12 times a day with the pricking your finger and not able to and having to send your kid to school and not being able to know what their blood sugars are when you're away from them to now when you're diagnosed your insurance thanks to advocacy as well through JDRF is that now insurance companies are approving these devices and so somebody newly diagnosed can have a continuous glucose monitor and can have an insulin pump with tubes or not there's so many options and so we have so much further to go but like you were speaking about earlier it's really important to pause and reflect on where we've been and where we are to now and just be grateful and and still keep our eye on the prize wow so. continually making strides mm -hmm. until you find that cure right. it's fantastic and speaking of advocacy I understand Robinson, your daughter, Casey, was just selected to go to Washington in yes. uh, July or so. Is that yes, right? in July. She and about 165 or so odd delegates from the United States, a couple actually, actually internationally, um, get to go to D.C. for three days. And they get to, first of all, meet each other. These are, you know, top fundraisers across the country and kids that are really involved in um, just talking about diabetes and educating others about it. 
Um, so we're excited to meet them. We get to meet uh, celebrities that have type 1. And then we also get to meet our Congress and talk to them about what life is like with type 1 and to share with them the importance of funding the special diabetes program from year to year, which is what gives us or gives the NIH $1.5 million. Um, we also need to talk about the rising costs of insulin and coverage for all of these devices that we've been talking about. Um, so we're, we're excited. It's, it's a great honor to be able to go. That's fantastic. You know, I saw something on the news the other day where people seem to have a choice between eating and, and, and you know, or being homeless or purchasing insulin. insulin. Yes, there and are people it, that are rationing their insulin. It is insane. You can't do that. It's a life-saving drug. They must have it. Right. And, and it's, it's, it, it's terrible to see. That's one thing that gets me choked up when I, when I see that. And, you know, one thing I love are the great events that you guys have going on right here in Jacksonville. And I'm happy to be a part of some of them. The, the Miracles Gala was probably the funnest time I've had in a long time. I think, uh, I think some of the numbers associated with that, when you raised like $600,000, it was such a beautiful event. I did one walk with you guys a, a couple of weeks you. ago. Fantastic. What's upcoming? What's on the yeah. docket? Because what you put together together not only is it for, for such a great cause but it's a great time to get out there and be around your your friends peers and other people in the community so what's on the docket well and that means a lot pete thank you so <laughs> yes. much for your support because you like so many others have choices and you're inundated with requests and where you can spend your time and your resources so when you come to a jdrf event we want you to have a good time and we want you to have have fun making an impact as well so there's um we just finished our one walk thank you so much for coming out and for your support at that the jdrf Miracles Gala this year is planned for October 19th. Um, we're excited to have Steve Halverson, chairman of Haskell, um, as this year's honoree. The theme is an evening for kings and queens. Oh, so it's going to be casino, royalty-themed. Uh, Melody Van Zandt is chairing the gala this year. We've got a lot of great people involved. Um, we hope to hit where we raised last year. It was a, you know, a huge ev event for us last year that had a great impact. So we'd love to top that. It's um, big shoes to fill, but we're we're working on it. And then we're also, in addition to the fundraising event, because we have two a year, the walk and the gala, our primary um, revenue events. Uh, the rest of the year, we have outreach events where we give back to families impacted with type 1 diabetes. So starting um, this month in May, the fourth Wednesday of the month, uh, May 22nd at the JDRF office, we are going to start a luncheon from 12 to 1 where anybody in the community, it'll be the fourth Thursday of the fourth Wednesday of the month, excuse me, <laughs> where you can stop by and learn about um, opportunities to get involved and what is type 1 diabetes and hear from a local family and a board member and just have a power hour. And Bono's is um, sponsoring lunch graciously, so there'll be lunch included, and uh, it'll be a, a good way to educate our community. So that's also coming up. So you, you know what I think is important? Is, and by the way, I'm going to sponsor the bar again this year because I want yeah, everybody to get good woo. and lubed up and, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and have some fun. But That's here's awesome. here's the important thing, and I tell all my uh, in the business community because I know a lot of our listeners, uh, uh, the, uh, people that tune in every week, run businesses here in town. Mm -hmm. Some people are looking for jobs, but there's a lot of uh, uh, folks that that listen to the show to get career advice, and I talk a lot about how to, you know, how to handle stressful situations. I have a lot of business leaders on the phone, and I highly uh, uh, advise you to get involved with JDR. Sponsor these events, the money, and, and over the last 10 years, you said some of the things, the strides, and you see it personally in your daughter, Casey, are just helping people get involved, 
but come out to these events because it is fun. Not only put your money up, come and get involved and see the other people. You get bitten by it, and you want to do more and be involved more, and, and it's great. Um, last year uh, at the gala last year, the band was so funny. I mean, the band was phenomenal. The event was great. The speakers were great. Uh, uh, every element of it was fun. But I remember we owned that dance floor that night. That was- <laughs> Pete owned the dance floor that night. <laughs> I got to move it, too. I'm not afraid. So if people want to sponsor uh, events, if companies want to sponsor, or if people want to donate to the cause, how can they do that? Well, Pete, we will always take a phone call to learn more. You can call us at JDRF at 904-739-2101. Of course, you can also go on our website at JDRF.org and look up North Florida, and you can find us that way. I also want to mention, if anybody wants to use their voice as an advocate, as Casey was sharing, go to JDRF.org backslash advocacy, and you can help. All right. You got to just change gears for just a second. Guys, you have a look at your lawn outside, and you see a little patch of deadness, or your sprinkler isn't just spraying where the where it should or your daughter when she was backing out ran over the sprinkler head who's gonna fix that you know i know i used to try to do that i'd go out there with my little shovel and go to the hardware store and i'd get there and i'm an hour in at this point i get to the hardware store get back and i forget something and i forget something else it was two trips to the hardware store and then i couldn't get it spraying right myself so i made a call i called Hoolahan territory the number i dial was 904 285 8505. And Scott Houlihan and his group came out and they fixed my sprinkler system. They didn't charge me much money and they did it right. Guys, if you have a sprinkler system that needs to be fixed, call Houlihan Territory, 904-285-8505. But not only that, they put them in. They install the whole doggone thing. They fix them. They do French drains. They, they do all outdoor landscape lighting and they do a terrific job and they're the only folks I call in town. Pete the Job Guy calls Houlihan Territory. Make sure you do the same. 904-285-8505 and you won't be disappointed but you make sure to get your special discount that you tell them Pete the Job Guy sent you. Now, guys, that music that you hear right now, that's telling us we're coming to the bottom of the hour break and Brooks and Casey, I need you to hang around because we're going to have some fun in the in the, our second half. But you're listening to Hard Worker with me, Pete the Job Guy, on News 104.5 WOKV. Do the back, all you hard workers. This is the second half right now of Hard Worker with me, Pete the Job Guy. And my guests today are Brooks Biagini from JDRF and Casey Repass, also representing JDRF today. And we're glad you guys told us so much about JDRF. Brooks, just real quick, for those people joining us, tell us a little bit again about what JDRF is. So JDRF is an organization committed to improving lives and curing type 1 diabetes. Here in North Florida, we raise money to fund research that's going to improve lives and ultimately find a cure and also provide support for children and adults diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Fantastic. And if people want to donate and get involved or even just see all the the, the great things that you're doing and get involved, and I strongly urge you folks to get involved with JDRF. Tell them to Pete the Job Guy sent you there, too. Absolutely. (laughs) But how do they get to see what's going on and and get involved? So we actually will have an informational meeting uh, the fourth Wednesday of every month starting this month, May 22nd. So it's uh, 12 to 1 o'clock. We'd love to have anybody who's interested in learning about the opportunities to get involved, whether it's interest in sponsoring an event, interest in getting involved in our outreach program, want to just learn more about type 1 diabetes, type 1 diabetes or anything else, or they can always just give me a call, Brooks, at 904 
739-2101. Outstanding. All right, Casey, you're up first. You didn't realize this is happening, but you guys are participating in a trivia contest today. Oh, the first one is for Casey Repass. I have to let you know. Josh, our producer, participates, and he is very, very good. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, yeah. Josh. And right there, guys, is the most beautiful trivia music I've ever heard. So that's going on. All right, Casey, you're up first. On which mountain did Moses receive the Ten Commandments? <laughs> Josh? No idea. Mount Vesuvius. Uh, no. Nope. Brooks? My pastor is going to be so Mine disappointed too. in me. Don't you be Googling this, anybody. <laughs> Mount Sinai! I was going to say that. I should have said it. All right. Uh, Casey, which is the tallest mammal? The giraffe? Yes, correct. Hey, bing, 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 bing. All right. Josh, and keep keep track of your score. It's one to nothing. Josh. Well, I started with 10 points. So. Okay. <laughs> Josh, what sign of the Zodiac is represented by the ram? Cancer. I'm going to go with Aries. Yes, it's Aries. Better not be Googling those up, Brooks. I see I'm Aries. I'm Aries. Okay, Aries. One to, one to zero to one. Casey, Mount Everest is found in what mountain range? The Peruvian? <laughs> The Himalayas. Himalayas. Right. One to well one. To now, Brooks can take the lead right here. Brooks, what is the name of the fairy in Peter Pan? Tinkerbell. Yeah. <laughs> what a wide variety of topics you have today, <laughs> Brooks, is, Brooks is the lead. Okay, Casey, who directed the movie Jaws? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Spielberg. Yes. Ah. Yes. Well done. <laughs> I guess when in doubt, Spielberg. All right. right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> two to one to two. All right, Josh, right here to, to make it a three-way tie. How many strings does a violin have? Four. Yes, correct. Two, two, two. Uh, uh, Brooks, this would put you in the lead since you're last in the lineup right here. What was the hunchback of Notre Dame's name? Uh, big man. Big man. <laughs> There he is. <laughs> Casey for the steal. I don't know. Josh know. for the steal. I'm going to say Quasimodo. That's, oh, that's correct. Right. Right. Really? All right. My that. Disney movies come in handy. Okay. Here. So as we are right now, I believe it's 2-3-2. Two, two. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, do oh. you have three? Oh, no, three. Three, three, no, two. Okay, oh, you, you only have two. Two, three, two. You were right. Oh, my gosh. You yeah. guys can't let Josh win this because oh. it's, it's first to four, <laughs> and we're going in order. So here we go. Casey. No, no, no diabetes. <laughs> what color is the circle on the Japanese national flag? Red. Correct. Wow, well done. Three, three. Josh, this would make you four. And in the lineup, uh, the only thing we'd have is Brooks Kintaya. Okay. Or unless she's only a two. Wait, she's a two. So this is for the win. In Greek mythology. Oh, this is easy. Who turned all that he touched into gold? For sake of keeping the game alive. I'll say Icarus. No, it's not Icarus. Icarus. No, no, it's, <laughs> go ahead, Brooks. I know you know it. All that he touched turned to gold. I'm just going to say Jesus made wine. I don't know. Is it Midas? <laughs> For the win. King Midas. 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 Josh, Josh passed on the victory. Oh, and there's all that applause. Jesus' wings burned, right?
Good job, guys. Thank you so much for being good sports and joining me on Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy. I really appreciate you, Brooks and Casey, for coming out once again to support JDRF. Thank you for educating the listeners. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, great. Have a great Sunday, guys. Thank you. All right, and this brings us to one of my favorite parts of the show. This is where we get our leadership lessons from Coach Larry. And this week, Larry's going to tell us how we can keep our cool at work. With no further ado, take it away, Coach Larry. As a coach, I have regular conversations with leaders as they work on improving their leadership skills. I was working with one leader, and he was working on where he wanted his career to go next. He was at the top of his field. He had published many studies and literally was known all around the world. The phone rings, and as usual, I asked him, what do you want to work on today? And he said to me, a funny thing happened to me today. I got fired from one of my projects. I was told that I'm too emotional and that I make people uncomfortable because I lose my composure. You know, it it used to be that as long as your contributions outweighed your bad behavior, your outbursts would be tolerated. That's not the case anymore, at least in my experience. So let's break down what happened here and how this leader went from being at the top of his game to being out of the game. In the past, I've talked about the amygdala hijack. This is where the emotion part of your brain gets triggered and doesn't allow your logic side of the brain the space it needs to guide your behavior. As a result, you're all emotion. In this situation, our leader was triggered by something. There was something that caused him to lose his cool, to raise his voice, and be somewhat physically intimidating. Now, it's not like he jacked anyone up, but he did lean forward, he pointed, he yelled, and he pounded the table, uh, which is not the best approach for fostering dialogue. So what do you do about your triggers? Chances are your triggers and the ensuing behavior that it causes can be categorized as a CLM. It's a career-limiting move. So first step in keeping your composure is knowing what your triggers are. Start by looking at your values, what's important to you. Values drive behavior, and when your values are attacked, then you push back. This is hard work, but it's critical that you know what triggers you. I typically don't get triggered. In fact, sometimes I'm accused of not being alive, but I can tell you that I am triggered by people who are self-centered. You know what really grinds my gears? When I'm walking off a plane or down the jetway, and I have to walk behind a person who is posting on InstaFace that they just landed in whatever destination. So some common triggers are not being taken seriously, or not being treated fairly, or others not being treated fairly. Or sometimes it's certain perks or traditions that are being taken away. Triggers are individual to the person. But many times there's a cumulative effect in play. Again, back to me. It's not the fact that you took the last Cheez-It that set me off. It's that on top of that, I had to make the communal coffee twice today. Because people don't have the courtesy to make coffee after they had the last cup. And I know someone drank my half and half. Uh, Did I mention that people who are self-centered is a trigger for me? I, I think I did. So a first step. Know what your triggers are. Know what sets you off. Next, it's important to know what you don't want to do when you are triggered. 
I don't want to raise my voice. I don't want to appear defensive. I don't want to be sarcastic, really. Ask a trusted advisor what they have observed when you get triggered and what the impact is in the room. Then think about what you do want to do when triggered. I do want to seem calm. I do want to be curious and ask questions. And I do want to share my thoughts in a calm manner. I hear often people say that, you know what, Larry, I just reacted. I had no choice. But here's the thing. You always have a choice, even if it's a nanosecond. What helps is you knowing your trigger, recognizing the thoughts and feelings associated with that trigger, and knowing the behavior you want to demonstrate instead when triggered. So here's what I, I do when I'm triggered. I know that I don't want to appear defensive and I don't want to say something I will regret. The feeling I get when triggered is that I just want this to end. I just want to move on. So what I do want to do is slow things down and ask questions. I try to embrace the fact that I'm really uncomfortable and being okay with that. So now my reaction when I am triggered and feeling defensive is I ask in a calm manner, tell me more about that. Or I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. Then if I need to disagree, I say something like, well, I see it differently and here's why. So what are your triggers? What really grinds your gears? I want to know. Connect with me on LinkedIn or go to my website www.mendozaandobrien.com. Oh, Larry, Coach Larry, another gem. That's fantastic information. Guys, I tell you, go to mendozaandobrien.com. Engage Larry O'Brien. If you need any type of career coaching and training, there is nobody better than Larry. I've been in the business a long time. Larry is fantastic. Uh, I have people that, that every week go to my website and look at the leadership lessons from Coach Larry, and they develop, they bring their leaders in, they sit and listen to the, uh, listen to the leadership lesson, and they talk about how they, can, um, how they can employ what Larry says in their day-to-day business and they're the better for it i'm proud to have coach larry as a part of the team and a weekly contributor and i'm telling you what i take all that he says to heart when uh, when he, when i hear coach larry talk and i get a pen and paper out and i take notes uh, so thank you very much coach larry for another gem guys i want to make sure you know who i am and what i do you know me as pete the job guy but my name is pete langlois and what i do is i run staffing agencies uh, if there's one thing i've been very good about doing my whole career is surrounding myself with some of the best people. That's how, what makes me do so great is I never hire from a perspective of self-preservation. I want to hire people that are better, faster, and smarter than me, and I've done a good job of that. I have some of the area's best recruiters sitting all around me every day. We find talent for companies. If you're a technology manager and you need a technology consultant, maybe application development or tech support, to, to come in and help you for a defined or undefined period of time, you call SNI Technology. That's one of our divisions led by Ben Cusson, and he's been in staffing every bit as long as I have. We have SNI Financial here as part of the SNI companies uh, the, the, that I work for. 
And all they do, Virginie and, and, and Ryan and Carrie and Missy, all they do every day is place accounting and finance professionals on, on a direct hire basis in Jacksonville. Our, if you're here, SNI companies, we don't try to be all things for all people. We're specialty providers. When you're a specialty provider like we are, and you do the same thing day in and day out, you become an expert. And when you are an expert at something, you deliver a premium service. And at SNI Companies, that is what we do. You can always reach us or any one of our brands under the SNI Companies umbrella at 904-713-2550. Write that down. Because really good talent right now is in short supply and very high demand. If you're trying to fill a key role in your company, you dial 904-713-2550 and ask for Pete the job guy. And either I'll help you personally or one of my staff that's dedicated to whatever type of business you're in, my staff will help fill your role. I have to be clear to you now, we do professional staffing here. Again, technology professionals... We do accounting and finance professionals. We have temporary and perm divisions. We also have administrative, clerical, marketing, HR divisions. And Jeff even runs our SNI banking division that only places banking professionals. We're highly specialized. We're experts in our field. SNI Companies is the company you need to dial if you need staffing help. 904-713-2550. You can always send me your resume, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. If you're in the hunt, maybe you're looking for that next step in your professional career, or you need some advice, send me your resume, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. You can always email me. A lot of folks just email me and say, hey, Pete, how do I handle this workforce situation? I'm a career expert. I'm a workforce expert. And I can get you your answers. If you're dealing with a difficult work situation and you need advice, you know, I always say if, you know, if your arm's broken, you don't go to a carpenter. And if your teeth are bothering you, you don't go to a podiatrist, right? You go to a dentist. I'm an expert. You want expert advice that deals specifically with careers, job advice, resumes, landing the job, even difficult workforce situations, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com. If I don't answer you right away, there's a good chance we're going to read yours on the air as Josh opens the mailbag, as we call it. I read your questions live on the air, and I answer them. And um, let's see. You know what? This is a good spot right now to tell you guys a little bit about a, a good service that I use here in town. It's called Houlihan Territory. Houlihan Territory does my sprinklers, guys. They are the best at what they do. I had sprinklers put in by somebody else at my last house, and then I had him try to fix it because it was never right. And then I called one or two other people that were recommended to me, couldn't get it right. Then I called Houlihan Territory. They sent somebody out who was polite, asked the right questions, diagnosed what the problem was fixed it in about an hour and a half and my sprinklers never worked better than after Houlihan territory fixed them the way to reach the Houlihan territory is 904-285-8505 if you need sprinklers installed you need a well you need a pump you need french drains uh, uh, you need the best landscape lighting in town you call Houlihan territory you let them know pete the job guy sent you and the number is 904-285-8505 now guys 
The next part of the show, this is one of my... It started off as a little selfish thing. We get our Boston update from Boston Daddy. I put Boston Daddy on because it makes me laugh, and for no other reason. And Boston Danny does shout-outs for everybody. But you know what happened? Is people start asking me, what's this Boston Danny? What's this all about? And more and more of you write into the website. You just go to PeteTheJobGuy.com, click on the Boston Danny part, and you'd say, hey, can you give a shout-out to Josh? It's his birthday on this day, or I have an anniversary coming up. Could you could you tell my wife I love her and all? Boston Danny will do your shout-out, but what happened is this little segment Danny's weekly contribution became popular, and it's funny. So people, he, he missed Easter, okay? Now get off of him because he missed Easter here, okay? If you got family, you got friends, it's okay. All right, you'll get your Boston Danny Phil the next week. But here it goes. Boston Danny is coming on right now to give you the Boston, a, uh, Boston update and the shout-outs like only Boston Danny can. Take it away, Boston Danny. Hello Jacksonville, Boston Danny here saying hello. Okay, so Boston has many nicknames. Some of them you may know, others you don't know, but I have a, I have a few here that we used to want to get. So it's the city. It's used by residents of Greater Boston to refer to the downtown core. Um, city on a hill, that's from Governor James Withrop's goal of the original Massachusetts Bay Colony to, cre- to create the biblical city on a hill. We still call it that sometimes because of the hills that Boston was built on. It refers to that too. Boston's also referred to as the hub, and it's the shortened form of a phrase recorded by writer Oliver Wendell Holmes as the hub of the solar system. This has since developed into the hub of the universe. We just call Boston the hub. Boston's also known as the Athens of America, title given to it by William Tudor uh, for Boston's great cultural and intellectual influence. We share that title with Philadelphia, but we'll claim it for Boston. Uh, Boston's also known as the City of Notions. That was first coined as early as 1823. I'm sure you all heard this one. Boston's referred to as Beantown. Well, that refers to the uh, regional dish of Boston baked beans. Back in colonial times, a favorite meal of beans baked in molasses for hours was, you know, pretty much the height of cuisine up here. So. Sailors and traders called it Beantown, while the locals don't refer to our city by that nickname, everybody's heard of it. We also call it the Old Town, from the fact that Boston's one of the oldest cities in the United States. It's also a Red Sox nickname, as in the Old Town team, which brings us to Title Town, referring to Boston's history of dominance in professional sports, specifically the Celtics, who've won 17 NBA championships, and the Patriots, who have six Super Bowl titles. Much like you know, the, uh, the, the nickname Title Town. Boston's also called the City of Champions with the Red Sox, the Bruins, Celtics, and the Patriots also claiming multiple national titles. So that's a few you may heard of, a few you may not have heard of, but you know, we all it. But believe me, Boston's a great place to visit and an even nicer place to live, you know, notwithstanding the winters. So give us a, give us a, give us a, vin- a visit, folks. I even found out we have a Cracker Barrel up here in Rentham, not too far that I plan on visiting soon. So I have some birthday shout outs. Happy birthday for Debbie Kernop, Jim LaBeouf, Brian White, Whitney Marie, she's 32 and Jim is 54. You know what I mean? Have a wicked piss a day. Treat yourselves to something special nobody else would and I hope all your wishes come through for you. Brothers and sisters in Jacksonville, 
Hope your Sunday's uh, correct and everything goes good for you. To the hard workers and Pete, love you. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Oh, Boston Danny, another gem. I love Boston Danny. He is wicked pisser, and I know all you guys do too. All right, you know, I got to tell you, uh, uh, a few weeks ago I got a call. Actually, it started off with an email from a man named Wesley down in St. Augustine. He runs a beautiful farm down there, and he grows corn, among other things. And he said, Pete the job guy, I need a little help. And I need drivers to get my product into the, uh, all the, 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 the locations that he delivers to. And I need your help to find me five drivers, CDL drivers, good drivers, people that can deliver the product, be reliable, show up on time, all that good stuff. Well, he gave to me, and I called my NRC right in town. I got my, my, my two guys, Kenny and Chris, and they're fantastic. And they talked to a lot of drivers, and they found the top five people. And we sent them down to Wesley, and Wesley liked all five of them, and he paid me a little fee. And I want to thank Wesley Wells Farms in St. Augustine for thinking of Pete the Job Guy to help you out. We we're happy to take care of you. It's not something we do every day, uh, placing drivers. We, st- uh, we stick mainly to accounting and finance technology, but my NRC team can help just about anybody, especially on a direct hire basis with whatever your need is. But Wesley, I appreciate you reaching out to Pete the Job Guy, and we're happy to have helped you uh, in, in that situation. And I, uh, the, the folks that we sent down there, they are good quality people, and we're happy to take care of you. As I say every week, guys, I am a recruiter. I'm a staffing manager. I'm an executive placement specialist. I'm a headhunter. Whatever you want to call me. I find people jobs. I find I help people sometimes when they're at that most vulnerable spot in their lives. They need money coming in. They need to put food on the table. And I help them find a job, whether it's a temporary job or permanent job. I help people sometimes when they're just looking for that next step in their professional career. You know, they, they want to find another job. You know, they want to go to a different company, maybe closer to home, a company with, you know, better compensation or more benefits, you know, uh, for a career track that makes sense for them. I talk with people, and I help them, and we map it out. I help people with their resumes. I help them understand what their value statement is and what their value proposition is to prospective employers. I help them. You know, if you put a map together, where they want to go and what they can do. I help companies every day. Companies, you know how much it costs to fill a job and then to refill it when you didn't make the right hiring decision? Boy, that cost is expensive. I help, I help companies. A lot of companies, their, their idea of recruiting is placing an ad and then getting a stack of resumes and call all the people that the ad brought in. You know, it's not always your best course of action. So I help companies. I help save them time and money by finding the right person in a short period of time. And I also provide guarantees that you don't get by doing it on your own. I help so many folks. I help people during their peak seasons when their call volume spikes. I help insurance companies post-hurricane. And, man, I, I know hurricane season's right around the corner, and, you know, your businesses need to be prepared. You should be talking to a staffing partner that understands the nuances of delivering people that can do specific tasks on a very short period of time. The only way to do that is to proactively recruit them and prepare for the season. Like we do at SNI Companies, 904-713-2550. I talked about at the beginning about giving back. My whole message at the beginning of the show is giving back. 
I like to give back. I'm a professional recruiter, and I'm proud of the industry I'm in and the service I provide. And it's never going to be replaced by bots and artificial intelligence, that one-on-one interaction. The delivery mechanism that comes from that interaction and understanding is something that I'm telling you I'm so proud of. And when my head hits the pillow every night, I sleep well knowing that I am a professional recruiter. I'm not a shoe shine and a handshake. I'm not somebody that's going to bring you a mug and show you how white my teeth are and how firm my handshake is and ask you for a job description and then try to fill it. That's not what I do. I'm a professional recruiter. And those that use my services know that I take my job very seriously. You can always reach me, Pete, at PeteTheJobGuy.com. You can reach me at SNI Companies, 904-713-2550, just like Wesley Wells did from St. Augustine, and we'll help you give you that same great level of service that he gave you. Guys, my guests today were Brooks, Brooks Biagini from JDRF and Casey Repass. And I thank Casey for sharing the story of, of her daughter Robinson having T1D and then the wonderful things that JDRF was able to do to improve her life and all those that are impacted with T1D. I strongly ask you to do what you can to donate, get involved. Uh, just even attend the wonderful events that JDRF sponsors, uh, and you'll be you'll be the better for it. Guys, my name is Pete Langlois. You've been listening to Hard Worker with me, Pete the Job Guy, on News 104.5 WOKV.